Well, hello and praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Frank King. I want to thank you for joining me for this podcast episode. I greet you in the blessed name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, did you know that God disciplines his children? Those of us who are parents know the value of discipline. Well, God knows the value of discipline as well. So today, I want to talk from this subject. God disciplines his own. One of the problems with discipline is that every child needs it, but nobody's excited about getting it. Let's say, for instance, that today is your son's 13th birthday. So after church today, you go to him and say, okay, Johnny, today you became a teenager. So going forward, do you want me to discipline you like a good parent should, or do you want me to let you live your life your way. Guess what Johnny's answer is likely to be. So Johnny has not been a teenager for 24 hours yet. He has no idea of how difficult the years of a teenager can be, but if given the choice, he would likely choose to do it his way. And sad but true, some parents are naive enough to grant Johnny's request. But guess what? God is not buying Johnny's request. God knows that in order for children to reach their maximum potential, they need to be properly disciplined. So that's what God does to us when we become a member of the family of God. Let me start off by stressing the point that no true believer is an exception to what I'm talking about. No one gets a pass when it comes to the Lord's discipline. For this message, I will be ministering from Hebrews chapter 12 in the King James Version. Here is what verse 6 of that chapter says. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. Note that word every. That means no exceptions. The word chasten in this verse comes from a word meaning to train a child or to correct. And the word scourge denotes a whip for punishment. Of course, since we are talking about God, this is not a reference to a physical whipping. But you know, sometimes punishment without a whipping can be more painful than a physical whipping. Now, I want you to know that it is a blessing for us to submit to the Lord's discipline. Verse 7 reads, If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chastens not? 
You see, the reason the Lord chastens us is because we are headed in the wrong direction or what we are doing is harmful either to ourselves or to others or what we are doing may be lawful but not expedient. This verse says that when we submit to the Lord's discipline, he deals with us as a son or daughter. The only ones that what I am saying does not apply to are those who are not in the family of God. Listen to what verse 8 says about that. But if you be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are you bastards and not sons. So if you say that you never feel challenged about the things of God and the word of God or the Holy Spirit never convicts you no matter what you do, there is only one reason that would be the case. According to this verse, it would be because you are not in the family of God. All who are in the family of God are partakers of chastisement. Skipping down to verse 10, the writer reveals the difference between the discipline of our earthly father and that of our heavenly father. It reads, For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure. That would be our earthly fathers. But he, meaning our heavenly father, for our prophet, that we might be partakers of his holiness. So God's tendency to discipline us is driven by his desire for us to become holy as he is. Also notice that according to verse 10, the Lord's discipline is for our profit or benefit. And God does know that when he is disciplining us, it does not feel good to us. Verse 11, now no chastening for the present seems to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. So, chastisement does not feel good up front. Suppose you went to the doctor and the doctor told you that you have a serious medical condition, one that will require you to make some serious lifestyle changes. So he talks about some dietary changes you need to make. And he brings out this list of foods you are not to eat for the next 90 days. And on that list is just about everything that you love to eat. And then he gives you the list of foods that you need to restrict your diet to for the next 90 days. And there is nothing on that list to get excited about. And then he went there. He told you that you need to exercise several times a week. 
you don't like any of this, but the doctor has told you that if he does not see the results that he will be looking for in the next 90 days, you will have to go under the knife. You know this is going to take some serious discipline on your part. So you go to the grocery store and shop for the foods you need to eat. You start going through your exercise routine and you're not happy about any of this. At work, they can see the difference on your face, especially when they talk about where they are going for lunch and you think about what the doctors got you eating. But after 90 days, you are absolutely amazed at the results. You hated the discipline, but you love the results. You look at your body and you say, wow, look at me. I didn't know I had this kind of physique under that poor excuse of a body I used to have. Well, you see, that's what verse 11 is all about. You may not like the Lord's discipline, but if you cooperate, you will love the results. So here is the billion dollar question. How does God chasten or discipline us? We throw that term out like a religious cliche, but how does the Lord's discipline manifest itself in our life? Well, the Lord has three primary ways of speaking to us with the intent of disciplining us. One is by the word of God. The Bible says the word of God is profitable for correction and rebuke. Another way God challenges our conduct is through the Holy Spirit. He lives in us and he brings about conviction when we are out of line. The third way God speaks to us is through his messengers sharing the word of God with us. These three have one common goal. It is to motivate us and to help us to become more like Christ. You see, it takes some changing on our part for that to happen. And when we refuse to, or when we are slow to respond to God's primary ways of disciplining us, his discipline can become more intense. So here's the point. God loves us too much to leave us as we are. And believe me, he has ways of getting our attention. So let me tell you why things may not be working properly for some believers in their life. It is because they are under the Lord's chastisement. Suppose you had two sons. One was rebellious and wasteful. The other was obedient and always acted wisely. Would you treat the two the same? In other words, would you reward bad behavior? I think not. You know that your rebellious son is just a disaster waiting to happen. As a responsible parent, you would have to step in and take some disciplinary actions before it's too late. Even if that means suspending some of his privileges, 
It may be painful now, but in the end, he will be a better son. And that is the status of some of God's people today. No matter how hard they try, they can't get things to fall in place in their life. They are saying it's the devil and they are rebuking the devil. But maybe, just maybe, it's God putting the squeeze on them. He is chastening them and trying to get them to bring themselves in line so he can bless them the way he wants to. The lost disciplinary action in our life is a family affair. In other words, he does not discipline unbelievers. He disciplines his children. He speaks to unbelievers, calling them to salvation, and he may give them no rest until they make their peace with him, but he does not discipline unbelievers. And remember that the Lord's discipline is always, I repeat, always for our good. Verse 6 of Hebrews chapter 12 says, it's whom the Lord loves that he chastens. And it's when we have that kind of attitude toward God, we can and will walk in the fullness of God's blessings for our life. The Bible says, no good things will he withhold from them who walk uprightly. Amen. My friend, the Lord's discipline may not feel good, but if you take it, it will do you good like medicine. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hey, listen, I want to thank you for joining me for this podcast episode. It is my hope that you were blessed as we talked on the subject of God's disciplining his own. And until next time, this is Evangelist Frank King saying, may heaven's best be yours.